as film critics, sort of, we watch a lot of movies, but sometimes some of those slip through the cracks. But what happens when we catch up with those forgotten films? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. Welcome to Pop School on the Fan Statement Movie Review Podcast. And today, we're talking about a lot of movies, actually. We're talking about a lot of movies that we did not get round to seeing, kind of either during the original release, mm-hmm. during the point where they would have been popular or relevant. Yes. Movies that slipped through the cracks, or what I'm calling the sleeper hits. Mm. Uh, we are joined by a third member today, um, just because I need to look after uh, my little dog. So Sylvie is here Uh she won't say hello. She doesn't know what a microphone is. She's very unprofessional. I've literally never heard her make a noise, which is quite impressive. She barked the other day, and it shit me up something <laughs> rotten. Because <laughs> she doesn't, but like her breed is just predisposed to not bark. Right. And she was, she was going buff, buff, buff like that. And I was like, because sometimes she just kind of like huffs. Right. And there was something on the on the counter that she wanted, and mm. she fully barked. And I, I was like. What the fuck? Like, I'd never heard a dog bark. It was embarrassing. Right. Are we talking like a high-pitched thing? I imagine it's... It was fairly high-pitched, eh. but like, for such a small creature, it did have quite a lot of body. There was volume there. Fair enough. But she just, she doesn't bark. It's weird. That warning sign on the door is starting to make more sense. I love that warning sign. Just, that dog is like, I am not prepared for this responsibility. It looks confused as to why it's having a photo taken of it. Yeah. And, uh... Yep, she's no better. She's got total rocks for brains, but I love her. She's great. I know she's you're... staring me out, which is... has got to hope she doesn't get too distracted whilst yes. we're recording this. Anyway, sleeper hits. Sleeper hits. Some of mine... In fact, most of mine, I don't think you could even count as hits, but these are just hidden gems, mm. let's say. Um, now, I want to bring everyone's attention to the fact that we once hit on the mother of all hidden gems, mm. you and me. Yeah. In a cinema, in a cinema, in Warsaw Cinema, on a right. Saturday morning, watching a little movie called Four Lions. Roughly yes. speaking, three weeks before everyone was talking about Four Lions, it was when it was on very limited release. I yes. remember this, and we went and saw it like the fucking cool anti-establishment people that we are, <laughs> so ahead of the mainstream. Yeah, um, we watched it on that limited release. It picked up a little bit of momentum, so they did a full release, and then literally a month later. Brumma Diggy Rapids Bro, etc. It was all people could talk about. Yep. But for three weeks, we were cool. We were the coolest kids on the planet. <laughs> and we saw it in an empty screen, just me and you. Yes. And we laughed oh, our asses off. One of my happiest cinema going memories of all time. Me trying to tell people, oh, it was really good. Oh, what's it about? Terrorists. <laughs> it's still a hard sell. My wife has still flat out refused to watch it. She, really? She's like, I don't think that could... Even after what we do in The Shadows and Cave and Novak yep. stuff... She's still like, no. I'm like, really? it's Bodie Rook and uh, Nando the Relentless. Yep. Being terrorists. She's it's... like, it's that last bit, Darren. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Fair. yeah. Mm. But that's what the film, the film punctuates it perfectly. Yeah, I know. Um, but obviously. Oh, I know. <laughs> not a sleeper hit for us because we were very much ahead of the curve. Yes. So one that got killed off the list mm. because it was very much a hit, but it's one that took me a while to get around to. Have you seen... Well, you have seen because it was for the Oscars. Mm. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. What the hell? Like, I, I would thought we were going to have this discussion at the end of the year. But, like, what black magic was conjured to make that film? It's a sequel <laughs> to a spin-off that happened ten years ago. Wow. <laughs> wow. You have no right to be that good. The first five minutes is genuinely incredible. And the like, whole thing's incredible. The whole thing's fantastic, but like especially the giant fight at the start. Yes. Like it's it's like Spider Verse levels of like direction, and I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh, I I I put it off at the cinema because like oh it's got a good buzz, but there's no way it can be mm. that good. That would have easily made easily made the top ten last year. Mm. Unbelievable, that. But I don't think that counts because no. it was just that I was lazy and didn't get around to watching both for critical success and a, a, a 
box office success. Yes, that's not the that's not the vibe we're going for here. It's not. I, I also I had to make one omission. Yes, and I was very annoyed because it was quite high up until I re. I, I something told me to listen back to our top ten movies of all time. Yes, and I spoke at length about the Warriors in that movie. That you did. Obviously, that was released in the late seventies. I wasn't born then. No, um, but it was playing the I want to say two thousand and five. PlayStation 2 game made yes. by Rockstar of all people, um, mm. which is incredible. Yes. It's still incredible. If we're going to remaster anything, let's remaster that. Oh, I'd like that because I've never actually played the Warriors. It is so fucking good. Mm. And it adds a lot of, like, it covers the events of the movie after about like 10 hours of the game. Right. Like, it does a lot of, like, pre story and why you should care about all these characters that, like, are killed off pretty early in the movie. Right. Um, it does an incredible job. So then I watched the film, as I said in the top 10 movies of all time, mm. and absolutely fell in love with its vibe. Right. But because it was culturally relevant to the video game, I decided maybe it shouldn't be here. And then it was in my top 10 of all time. Like, yes. it can't be on this list. So that was no. omitted. I would say none of these other than the I know, the top one is in my top 25 movies of all time. Mm. I'd say all the rest of them are just very, very good ones that we stumbled across. May I go first? You may. Uh, so I've got a top five. Now, you did a full-on top ten. I did, so I'll just go over. I'm just going to name some that didn't make it, yes. and then I'll talk very briefly about ones that could have. Okay. Um. So very early on, I discounted films like The Founder, Back to the Future, The Princess Bride, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, A Beautiful Mind, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Argo, and Wolf Walkers. Okay. For various reasons, I was like, I like them, they're really good, but I, there was like things that just stood in the way. I don't think there's any world in which you can claim Back to the Future is a hidden gem. Yeah, it's one of those things that like I've ruled out ones that will have always been like continuous popularity yes. from the book. So I'm like, I can, they didn't die down. Well, that's, like, we, well, obviously it came out before we were born, so we both came late, but I came late, late to Back to the Future. Mm. Like I was already working at the cinema by the time that happened, so mm. I was already either late teens or early 20s by the time I watched that, so I don't have that connection with it. I like it enough, but I don't have like nostalgia for it. No, yeah, they're great movies, but like yeah. I, I didn't watch two and three until much later on, but I did watch one. Yes. Um, But again, it kind of felt boring for me to go it was came out in the 80s and i was born in the 90s and yes. it just it feels wrong um it's a similar story for my neighbor totoro released in 1988 which was before i was born i didn't watch it until like 2016 but it's a great movie it's a cozy little anime i saw the stage adaptation last year which is absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. um i think that was at a point where i wasn't really giving things that were what could be described as cozy their um right their vibe i was very much into action and yeah it opened my eyes similarly on the up opposite end of the spectrum actually no we'll do the similar one first um klaus was on this list because i did come to it a couple of months late hmm. and i was this was at the time where i was writing the list to basically of hitman did does it have staying power yes i watch this film every year now mm-hmm. i love klaus it's a fantastic film yeah um, it was going to be at number six, um, which means that there was a couple of movies between that, which I'm omitting. One of those is The Naked Gun. Um, mm. Again, was made before I was born, but it took me a while to get to American Parody. Yes. And I'll be honest with you, it was watching Spaceballs that really put the brakes on that because I did not vibe with Spaceballs. No. Someone said, give Naked Gun a, a watch. And I think I finally got around to it in about like 2006. Yes, I still don't think I've actually seen the Naked Gun all the way through. Really, but that's because I was like, I've seen Airplane. I've got all the American. Yeah, you've got you've got the Zucker Abrams Zucker movie. Yeah, yeah. So what else do you need? And then there's a couple I'm gonna I'm gonna not mention because my list could change. Um, but let's hear about your number five. So my number five is a very recent one. In fact, it's released in the last few months. Ah. Um, but one that was like flying under the radar until people were like, give this a go. And it, it picked up traction. Um, you may have seen it. It was a Netflix film. Have you seen They Clone Tyrone? I have. I am surprised this is on your list because I saw it the other night. That's very surprising. So, hey, this this doubles as a, as a separate review Wonderful. episode. Here we go. Da- so- Welcome to Popscorn. Da- 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 da. <laughs> We're talking about They Clone Tyrone, released August, I want to say? Something like that, yeah. I had no intention of watching this. Mm. Like, I hadn't heard of it, to be honest. Mm. It was New Rockstars gave it the full let's break this down treatment. And I was like, 
for a Netflix movie? All right, okay. Mm. And then saw very good reviews for mm. it, so I thought I'd give it a go. So, um, John Boyega, John Boyega. Um, is a drug dealer who gets shot at the start of the movie. Yes. that's that's Trust me, that's not all It's not relevant. a spoiler. Wake up the next day, fine, and down the rabbit hole we go. So I'm going to try and keep these succinct because I would tell you to go and watch these. Yes. But this has got a mad cast of people. Jamie mm. Foxx turned up to 11 as a as a shit pimp. Oh, yes. Oh, what's his name? Oh. I'm going to look it up for you, it's, don't you? It's worry a about. fun name. But, I mean, Jamie Foxx has been... He got his redemption with um, uh, uh, No Way Home and has just been yes. turning in good role after good role since that. Yes. Uh, he's, of course, Slick Charles. Slick Charles. Um, you've got Tiana Paris, who is Spectrum Mo- in... Monica slash Marie. I can never remember which one she is. She is Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo is going to be in the Marvels in next month. God bless her. Good luck. Um, playing Yo-Yo. Um, who, like, the main three are what drive this movie, but, oh, my God, it's so good. Mm. It's hard to talk about without spoiling things. It really is. It really is. it's both... A very funny comedy, when it wants to be. Mm. Got built to a very good like last fifteen minute action scene. Yes, that's really cathartic. Mm. But then it's also like it's got a lot of good social commentary in it as well. Mm. Please do of all the ones I'm about to tell you, even though I've put it at number five because of how easy it is to go and watch it immediately. Please go and watch like Clown Tyrone. Yes, don't like I slept on it for a little bit. It had to get some groundswell of stuff to make me go. Yeah, I've got a Friday night, I haven't watched anything, I'll do that. I, I, By the way, I, we've mentioned it at the end of the year, I was going to do something similar with um, a, another movie came out. We are in a glut of wrestling-related stuff. Mm. In fact, one of the only movies I'm looking forward to before the end of the year is The Iron Claw, which is um, a movie about... I think I told you about this one. It's uh, a movie about the Von Erich family. It's got Zac Efron in yes, it the... and the man from the bear. Yes. Oh, um, Jeremy Allen White? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who, I've told you this, I can't look at. <laughs> I find his face disquieting. Yep. You've told me a lot of things about the bear as well. Can't I've wait. forced you through that. I cannot wait to talk about the bear at the end of the year. But again, just know I find his face disquieting. Yes. Um, there was a similar case um, with a, a, a wrestling movie on Amazon Prime at the moment mm. uh, that is called... Uh, I've got to find it now. Uh, Cassandro. Mm. It stars the guy who was the main guy in uh, Werewolf by Night. The werewolf guy. Oh, um, Gael Garcia. Him. Th- that guy, yeah. So it's, a, it's an autobiography. Uh, an auto, uh, it's a biopic. There we go. Of um, a lad who basically revolutionised gay people in Mexican wrestling. Okay. In the 80s. And it was getting mad good reviews. It was even mentioned in the TV guide that I thumbed through at Rachel's Nan's house when I'm uh, a little bit bored. Mm. And I was like, this is meant for like safe middle of the road, like English people. And yep. They're doing a gay Mexican autobiography with a bit luchadors. Hell yes. It's boring as fuck. Oh, no. God, it's so dull. Oh, that's a shame. So I- I'd even earmarked that as like, oh, I could probably talk about that on the podcast. Dull as shit. Don't bother. <laughs> Same shocks when I talk about it again when it comes to the end of the year. But, uh, yeah, boring as fuck. Um, so, yeah, that was number five, Michael. So that was your number five. Mm. My number five now kind of has to become the de facto uh, jackass pick. Hell, yes. Because it always is. So I want you to know that the original five when I was doing this, which has now been bumped out the list, was going to be This Is Spinal Tap. Because, again, okay, yes, I feel like, again, there's the time factor. It came out before we were born. But... You know, I think I got to... That informed a lot of the kind of like mockumentary things that I like. Yes. But my jackass pick, mm. it's a twofer. Oh, hello. It's two movies that released uh, in 97 and 98. Yes. Now, I was never a South Park kid growing up. No. Um, I acquired the South Park taste in high school. Yes. Which is kind of like the right time to oh. come into that kind of humour. Yes. Um, Which meant that I didn't grow up watching what Trey and Matt 
made before South Park. Are we going to get to talk about basketball? Not only are we going to get to talk about basketball, we're going to get to talk about Orgasmo. I've never seen Orgasmo. You've never seen Orgasmo? No. Oh my God. It's not good, but it's, <laughs> but it's so funny. It's so good. We're going to get to talk about basketball first, though. Here we go. I love this film. It's so incredibly dumb, and yet never fails to make me laugh. I, I cannot recommend it on any artistic level. No. And yet somehow just the, I heard you, <laughs> heard your mum made out with squeak, it just gets to me all the time. It it gave me a love for real big fish that I did, wasn't expecting. Who knew? Who knew? I, I, I love, they must have spent some money on the, uh, on the basketball sets, yes. like the the indoor backyard thing, yes, and they spent it on an incredibly dumb Matt and Trey comedy. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'd forgotten about basketball. That is a hell of a fucking yeah. show. Life is spinning out of control. <laughs> I love the big dick bit. Yes, I love the bit where he just cuts off his finger, going. He has one of my favourite all-time gifts of all time, which are the one where he's like knackered and he's like falling asleep yeah, and then yeah. an air horn goes off and he shoots a basket perfectly and then yeah. he just goes <laughs> yeah. love that gift multi-purpose thing that is oh this is a hell of a choice yeah oh well done Maggle yep 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 I I, 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 I admittedly I think I've only seen it maybe twice mm. that was about 10 years ago yeah oh my god do I need to go find whatever he's playing basketball <laughs> one of the streaming films must have it right surely Surely. Oh, it's probably Paramount Plus now, my fucking look. Uh, yeah. There's South Park specials on there, and I can't watch them. Oh, that sucks. It's not on Apple. No. Oh, that's disappointing. They're, they're, on, they're made for Paramount Plus. Oh. So I've got to wait for something to come on Paramount Plus. Or oh, for some some Three offer. things. Yeah, three things to come on Paramount Plus when it's on a, like a get it for like three quid for three months. Yeah. And then I will power through all of it. Yeah. Similar things are happening with Lionsgate Plus, which have now nicked the last season of The Great. And I can't watch that yet because I'm not getting Lionsgate, <laughs> Lionsgate Plus. <laughs> I got I got a code for that yeah. off the McDonald's Monopoly game. Hello. <laughs> Haven't redeemed it yet because right. I don't think there's anything I want to watch on Paramount Plus. So not Paramount Plus, um, Lionsgate. Lionsgate Plus. Lionsgate Plus. What's next? Pathé Plus. <laughs> I'm like, where does it... <laughs> Ardman Unlimited! <laughs> All the seasons of Angry Kid that you could have watched online for free. Now behind yes. a seven-pound paywall. Get the fucking... Um, basketball. Basketball. <laughs> fantastic. It's not fantastic. It's deeply it's so, stupid. It's so incredibly stupid and dumb and crap. And I, I, I love it for, <laughs> for every ounce of just ridiculous pure raw humor that it is now the other one yes i've never seen You've so i've never seen no orgasmo. idea what orgasmo is so you know nothing about orgasmo. i literally have zero clue what orgasmo is there are there are a lot of threads running through that movie that go on to inform their later work right but orgasmo is the story of joe a mormon missionary who mm. is on a mission in california right uh who then is forced to work in the porn industry um, they he plays a character like a super a superhero sex character called Orgasmo. Right. If, if you couldn't, he's playing Orgasmo. Which uh, is the Trey two? is Orgasmo because right. uh, because Matt's uh like a, just like a background character. Oh. He's like the sound engineer, and he might have the best lines in all the film. Right. Like his catchphrase in the film is like, "I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing," and then says just like a number of just like I think Depeche Mode's a sweet band and just looks at it like that okay. I love it and then it, it progresses weird that because like Trey Parker has admitted himself wait no hang on I always get which one's which confused who never meant so so Trey's the voice of Cartman so okay now so Tr- Matt's uh, Matt Stone has said mm. Trey's the talent yeah He's lucky that he met him yep. and that he was tolerant of him, <laughs> which is and, and you know, fair, wonderful. I, I think Trey does a really good job in this movie because it's that very early, again, it's because it's pre-South Park, it's that he's you can see those speech patterns kind yes. of like pulling through. So like when he's doing his fake superhero voice, it's very Randy Marsh. Right. Okay. So like there's a bit, oh, Ron Jeremy's in it for seconds. As you do, yeah, um, yeah. As, as, oh, what was his name? Something like Jizz Lord or something like that. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> the bit that gets, it's the pronunciation of just the phrase, yes, I can too, I'll use my orgasma radar. Because he's like complete, like it's a Mormon just walked onto a porn set. He's like, 
uh, holding this ridiculous thing. He's like, uh, yeah, I can too. I use my orgasm, my red. I just the the voice fucking kills me so much. It's so stupid. And then the the movie progresses, and his sidekick in the movie, who's squeak in basketball, right, uh, plays his sidekick Choda Boy. <laughs> And the whole plot is like, no, no, the orgasmo radar is real. I built it. Let's go fight crime. <laughs> I think I may need to watch this movie. It's it's so ridiculous. And like the big plot point is this ridiculously low budget poor movie becomes a bigger sensation than like Star Wars and starts selling out theaters. Right. Okay. And then there's like trouble about what if his um, Mormon wife finds about it because like he doesn't do any of the sex. He just does the acting. Right. Okay. Other that they get the stunt cock in. <laughs> it's a hell of a thing. I'm not selling this to anybody who doesn't already find puerile humor funny. Yes. But they are genuinely great movies. They make me laugh start to finish. Basketball more than Orgasmo, but Orgasmo's got like that early South Park heart to it. Like it's properly like on the nose and I really, really enjoy it. Watch Orgasmo. It's very good. It's yeah. Some some hero has up- uploaded the whole thing on YouTube for free. Hello. There you go. In one video. So it's all there. I think it's like an hour and 20. It's hot work, lads. You can bang that out. It'd be easy. I, this is a tonal shift. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about a Christian Slater vehicle from the year 1990? <laughs> when am I never? Oh, now. Now I'm never. Now, now. Yeah. So during lockdown, um, Rachel's boss at her previous job, Rachel's my wife. Um, yeah, we, we know. Some people might not. Um <laughs> My wife, um, she... There we are. can't just drop bore out of us. I know, I know. Um, oh, should have had a G in the house. Yeah. Damn it, I love that movie. I hated it when it came out. And yeah, and now, now just every time I'm in the... the just, I'll just I'll just kind of like... I'll be so, I'll be at the airport mm. and all that'll be going through my head is fit, fit, fit. Hold on a minute. Back to Lithuania. <laughs> My brother and I's golden trilogy of quotable movies is Austin Powers and Goldmember, yep. Forrest Gump, yep. and Ali G in the <laughs> We will almost exclusively, when we're next to each other and had a bit of alcohol, we'll communicate to each other in those three films alone. <laughs> Together. Together. Me was trained to, to save, save time. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one should just be called the Guilty Pleasures episode because if anybody knew that we liked Ali G... <laughs> We'd have our critic badges ripped straight off our uniforms. But it's so dumb. It's somehow got Charles Dance and Michael Gambon in it. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Charles Dance twerks. <laughs> I love that movie too much. Um, oh. Right. I need to talk about a movie. If I had to put my house on any of these you would not seen, it would yeah. be this one. So, like I said, we're in lockdown. Um, oh, it's such a bad movie. <laughs> Visual joke on an audio podcast. You tell that slag when you wash non colour fast synthetics 30 degrees in the ghetto, it can cost you your life. <laughs> Set to vibrate, finish yourself off. <laughs> We're not here to talk about Ali G in the house. So, my wife was given, like, my, my wife's boss, big Christian Slater fan, mm. which I found slightly as an, like, an odd choice to be a, a super fan of Christian Slater, yeah, but yeah. to each their own, it's fine. Um, I was given like she was like get watch these. Hmm. So it was um, oh, what's the one that they turn into a musical, like Heartbreak or something like that. I, don't have to I actually don't know. I'm not that big of a Christian um, slave. Oh, uh, uh, Heather's. It's called Heather's. Oh, oh, I know Heather's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think there was a third one we never really got round to, mm. and then there was this. It's called Pump Up the Volume. Okay. <laughs> Very interesting movie that I'd love to see a remake of. Yeah. So Christian Slater, he's like high school age at this point. And he's playing a lad who at school is like a loner and like, like, you know that loner music kid that you see? Yeah. That. But in his spare time, he's basically set up a pirate radio. Mm. And amongst like playing the music, he's like a, not like a shock jock DJ, but like tell it like it is type of one. Mm. And he talks about his school and he talks about this. And... The show gets a massive following, mm. and it's a lovely juxtaposition being like having all this power, but being completely anonymous because he goes with like pseudonyms, and then being the loner outcast at work. And like, there's so many like good monologues from Christian Slater. Not a good sentence, that's what I'd ever say, but there we are. Right of him like railing against the man and like 
being like 90s i don't want to say woke kid but you know what i mean yeah. like i've read some magazines bro and you don't know the real world um he smoked his first joint and now he knows everything right that but it's really like compelling and like the slow like one person a girl at the school finds out shortly before someone calls him on the radio show and then hangs up and commits suicide and like she wants to blame him oh shit okay. but it's like a proper like teenage like those 90s like 16 candles uh oh like a john landis kind of deal oh, what's the name who directed him all not john landis the other guy uh oh, Ferris bueller guy yeah him yeah that type of um i'm gonna have to look it up please do look me. it up it's that type of thing and it just it's this really nice build of like it's slowly unraveling and the kids it's a bit like what if they made a slightly more serious and full-length version of john hughes john hughes joe the simpsons episode where the kids get hold of the radio and we know all your secrets yeah, yeah that yeah. but a christian Slater movie right okay and like it builds and builds and builds it's really good i would love a remake of it like i went in with zero and i mean zero expectations because <laughs> i fucking hated heathers what a pointless load of shit that was it's like oh that gets a musical but really really like an interesting watch not blowing any doors off or anything not anything monumental but like considering i had zero expectations <laughs> for it i've Probably the most pleasant surprise on the whole list for me, this one. Interesting. I've never heard of this movie. Give it a watch. I find it a very interesting thought experiment, more so than anything else. Mm. But could give a heart recommended to pump up the volume. Nice. Your number four, Michael? Oh, my number four. There are three movies that could be here. Now that we've truncated this to a, a top five yes. rather than a top ten, uh, I have got a decision to make here because there and, are three. And that means two of them you're saying are worse movies than basketball. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to eliminate Dread because I think we still saw that when it was still we, very. We popular. saw that release week. I didn't. Did I not? Did I see that release I'm, week? I'm, I'm convinced you were there with me. If I was, then I, I immediately had to discount it. Yes. Um, Holy fuck! What a movie. Oh, it's still good. Like it's still so good. Carl Urban's stock has never been higher, and we still haven't got a dread seat. Doesn't make like, any fucking sense. Like, finish the boys. I think season four might end up being the last one. Mm. Finish that shit, and then get all on Carl Urban. Use your power <laughs> for good, and get us the dread TV show we never got. Please, God, thank you. That would be incredible. I'm going to give you the power to choose what comes here. I want you to give me a number, but just say left or right for me. Left. So my number four movie is now. We all have to go through that phase, mm. especially me and you that did media degrees. I did a like a movie movie and screenwriting degree. You're about to put Nosferatu on this. <laughs> no, no, no. And I'm not going to do the, oh, I, I've seen The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I'm yeah, so yeah, interesting. Yeah. We had to do the classic Hollywood thing, and everybody likes Casablanca, and I like Casablanca. I've never seen Casablanca. You've never seen Casablanca. <laughs> Mr. Murray never subjected us to uh, Casablanca. <laughs> He's still there. How? <laughs> no clue. You, a surprise. Badesh is still there. This is of no use to anybody other than with green people. This is entirely he's like... still there, traumatizing IT kids. <laughs> is he still on Xbox Live? That's what I want to know. No. <laughs> oh my god. This is for nobody, they, is it? People um, fe- Do you remember that when people fe- no. people found him on Xbox Live and started adding him? And like, <laughs> he's as angry as you'd expect playing Call of Duty. That feels like his natural habitat. Right, right. Shouts at kids as a danger of anyway. <laughs> don't carry on in his night <laughs> Anyway. Uh, everybody likes Casablanca. Darren not flying to a pedestrian impression, but I thought better of it. No, no, just mm. don't. Just don't I'll indulge you that after the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves Casablanca. My hands are hairy. That works, right? Uh, <laughs> his hands were very hairy. Hairy's man of a bit my life. Hairy. He was also bald somehow, but anyway. It didn't make any sense. No. It, it, it kind of reminds me of um, uh, Luther from <laughs> the Brother Academy now that I've said it. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, well. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, so everybody likes Casablanca. Everybody likes His Girl Friday. These are not complex picks. I sat out on Marilyn Monroe movies pretty much my entire life mm. until i met my wife mm. and in, in lockdown she said we're going to watch some marilyn monroe movies and i went that's fine L- let's see what i've been missing and we watched gentlemen prefer blondes and it was fine right and then we watched some like it hot uh-huh and 
without exaggeration, this is my favourite classic Hollywood movie now. Huh. It was Casablanca. It's now Some Like It Hot. Right. I didn't realise the comedy was this good right. in a time when movies were that plain. Because I know it has like the best closing gag of any movie ever. <laughs> it's a great closing gag. Yeah. And they've been building up to it the entire movie. Right. And the, I mean, you know what it is. So nobody's perfect. Nobody's yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, and, the whole, and I, I think... When you look back on it, I think there are a group of people who are going to find the idea of the of the comedy being derived from cross-dressing as somewhat problematic now. However, <clears throat> the movie is not about cross-dressing. Mm. The movie is about two very talented musicians who just want to, you know, do their craft and maybe meet the right girl Yes, that also have to cross-dress to get by. Right, okay. And it is it is very funny. Um, I think it, I think it's Jack Lemon who also has uh, this is completely unrelated to the movie now. Who also has the best headstone I've ever seen. Dude, have I, have I told on. you about Jack Lemon's headstone? I don't think you have. Jack Lemon's headstone reads Jack Lemon in, and then there's the ground. <laughs> Nobody is topping that. Oh, hang on, there's... comedy legend. Who's got the? Hang on. I need to find out who it was. I agree, that is almost unbeatable. But if it's real, I have heard tale of one that's better. Is it the uh, the Dangerfield one? Is that... I think... Oh, no, one. tell light. Spike Milligan's who I told you I was ill. Okay, that's the one I was yeah, thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's good. But Jack Lemon in is, is also... It's phenomenal. Anyway, and the that's... movie is actually very, very good as well. Yes. It's very lighthearted. Uh, it's it's very funny throughout. It doesn't just go, oh, and the gag is that they're women. Like, they're... it's actually weirdly progressive. Because they, they have to come up against all the challenges of being a woman, especially being a woman in early Hollywood. Yeah. And and they don't hold back. Like, they play it for laughs, but they don't hold back. They go, they're not going to get an easy time just because they're the two male leads of this story. They're yeah. going to go through the same shit that every, or every woman has to go through at this time. And then you get, like I say, the, the world's greatest ending gag. Yes. Uh, there's this old guy who doesn't give a fuck, who just wants to bang the cross-dressing man. <laughs> just wants, that's all he wants. And... And then, but I'm a man. Nobody's perfect. Brilliant. It's it's so good. It's I... if you're gonna watch one of these because yeah, you're forced through a certain amount as a film student anyway. Yes. But if you're gonna choose one, I'd say this is the one that doesn't feel like it's a product of its time. Like it's not fast talking high trousers. Exactly. Which is exactly as much as I love his girl Friday. Yes. And to a lesser, well, to a much lesser extent, bringing up baby. Yes. Like those movies are. Exactly that. It is a thousand words a minute. Yes, and not all of them land. Fair. Whereas this, this pl- this feels more like the outline of a classic comedy. I think it could be remade pretty well. Yes, but I see no reason to. It be- was white chicks. <laughs> Very different. Very different movie. Oh, I hope that isn't the the inspiration for that i i can't imagine it is oh no might be uh i'm gonna go on wikipedia in a minute and i might be very happy stuff i was thinking like what's the only like is there anything else i can think of that's got an equally good closing gag Mm. i remember my other favorite one but i can't compare fanboys to some like it hot because the fanboys closing one yeah what if it sucks like what if it sucks (laughs) it it gets it addresses the elephant in the room that fanboys doesn't get to Mm. Of what if Phantom Menace sucks, but I'm not going to compare that. That's apples to oranges. Um, you've already mentioned my number three, which is a little bit of a steam stealer. Really? But, oh my god, it's close. Well, how did Klaus not make your top five? Oh. Of course, it's fucking Klaus. <laughs> we Netflix, get to talk about Klaus again. So I'm I do happy. get to talk about Klaus again. A Netflix-only Christmas movie. Yep. That's not necessarily about Christmas, mm. although it is. It is. It how I I. It comes from a, a line of thinking that I think is it's becoming it's diminishing returns because I mean two of these are now Netflix only movies in this top five mm. so far. In that, I was like oh, streaming service only movies can't be good. Mm. Now that's an opinion tainted by earlier attempts at doing them when it, they they weren't good. Trust me, my wife has watched all of the Netflix Christmas movies, all the Hallmark ripoffs. <laughs> 
I'm going to have to watch some more this a year. A Wish for Christmas and A Christmas Wish. Those are separate movies with the same cast. I appreciate it for two things. One, it always gives me some easy cannon fodder for the worst of list. And two, it did lead to one of the arguably greatest episodes of all time. Oh, you're about the Cameo Christmas special. Cameo, not the, or the Cameo Christmas special, and then just pitch Christmas movies. Oh, and... Uh, a partridge in... in a, 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 a pear tree partridge, partridge in the end. Yeah, um, <laughs> greatest title ever. It is. So I'll give him that. But this was another one where it, it was slated in as like, every year before December, we sit down and go, right... What movies do we want to watch? Mm. The first year we did it, we actually did a movie a day. Nice. We have since abandoned this <laughs> attempt. And we aim for about three a week. They have like a mix of uh, a, a Rachel choice, a Darren choice, and then a a new one. Mm. A, either a wild card we've never seen before or a new one. And this was slated in for that run of 25 when we did it. And it wasn't the high priority one. Something else, I can't remember what it was, was like, oh no, that one looks like that's going to be the winner this year. I was like, oh, yeah, we'll watch close. No one prepares you how good that movie is. No, no, it, it it's such a surprise. Yes. And now it is a staple. Mm. It is it is not even argued over which one of us chooses it. It makes it in every year as default. Yes. Which is only reserved for Muppets Christmas Carol, Elf and Die Hard. That's the other three. <laughs> well, obviously we're watching that this Christmas. Um, the, it's so clever in how it takes all of the misanthropy about Christmas and just recontextualise it. Mm. Sending... Basically, only out initially it seemed like it's going to address why we write letters to Santa, yep. and then reinvents all the Christmas mythos yep. in a not believable way, but gives it a bit more of a grounding. Mm. Has no right being as good as it is. No. It's a beautifully animated movie. It's a fucking funny movie when it wants to be. This lost to I, I want to say Coco. I think it was. I mean, a... if you're going to lose to anything. No, it wasn't Coco. It was whatever Pixar released in 2019. If they did. No, hang on. That must have been. No, it wasn't Spider-Man. Coco was 20. I'll look it up. We'll look at it in a second. Um, yeah, somehow lost out, which I feel again is the taint of Netflix kind of holding it back. But uh, if you've never seen it, like, I know it's a Christmas movie and they are a hard sell. I mean, it is an animated kids' Christmas movie, which if you're an air demographic without kids, it's probably an even harder sell. But trust me, it's one of the best Christmas movies ever made. It's so amazing. I, I love that it, it starts almost high fantasy. Yes. It, like, it's got a thing you think, oh, my God, it's going to be this really bad kids' movie about a postman. And then, no, it gets you so invested. You are so emotional by the end of that movie. It's unreal. It's so good. Like, if, Coco's the only thing I could fathom pipping that to the post if it was indeed Coco. This lost to Toy Story 4. Yeah, Toy Story 4 is a fine movie. It's not Klaus, though. It's not Klaus, but I a haven't long revisited shot. Toy Story 4 in the way I revisited Klaus. I haven't felt the need to rewatch that. Mm. Cross, we've still got to do another one. Yep. <sighs> That's made me feel a certain way. Come on. Pixar for the love. <laughs> God, <laughs> Elemental's a pile of nothing. <laughs> I should have picked that because then we'd have another current review to do, which would have been very nice. But but you'd have to be good to do that. It, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I've still not watched it. It's it's free on... Um... Uh, Disney Plus, right? The fudge now. Still? You're still like, not too expensive. I, I, I'm good. I'm good, lads. I'm Number three, Maggle. Number three for me. Um, this released in 2014. I didn't watch it till 2019. Mm. Um could have been 2018 now that i think about it regardless it was a fairly new but like very much like a, a one one and gone in the box office yes it's it's from the genre that i often just ignore at the cinema of the british historical comedy drama because whenever those things come up they're they're always like a military wives and they're right. like yeah. oh, and god. exactly oh, god yeah and i just avoid that genre like the fucking plague i have no interest in it just this quasi you know heartfelt story that everybody's heard a thousand times everybody knows how the movie plays out it's cookie cutter it's boring yeah i cannot say that about pride which is a fantastic movie it's it's so good i don't think i've ever heard of pride it is it's a very it's it's a lovely story and I say mm. that, I don't mean that as, oh, lovely, and get grandma around. You could get grandma around to watch it, but it, it was coming at a point where I was becoming more politically active, and I think mm. it was very much the impetus to do so. Um, so it's it's based on, on a true story. It's the it's the gay... It, it, it starts the movie with uh, an LGBT alliance, the Gay and Lesbians Relief for the Minors, 
because we're talking like it, it's like 1984 in the midst of Thatcher fucking over the miners during the strikes. Yes. Um, and the la- the lesbian and gay support the miners campaign go to Wales to like right. ha- to like help out this mining community. It is wonderful, and it's it's a really good cast. So you've got Bill Nye, you've got Imelda Staunton in a good role. Hello, like she's not an out and out evil witch. Right, she's still pretty hard fast, but mm. like she's hard fast for righteous causes oh, now. Nice, okay. She's so good. So oh, she takes this group of like uh so midway through the movie the lesbian and gays want to go out so they've been to wales to help them out there's some yes there's a really emotional scene where they sing uh, bread and roses which is a proper proper you know red flag socialist song really like that but then they they reverse that and they go right well, we're gonna bring the mining minutes to london we're gonna take them out to a gay club it is hysterical it's very 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 good okay uh, and like the names that pop upon this like and you just watch you go I know them. Mm. What are they just so like? Paddy Considine turns up, and you go, "Ah, oh, Paddy Considine, fantastic." Dominic West, so one of the people who played um, Tony Stark's dad. Oh yes, yes, yes. He turned up. Andrew Scott before he was in Sherlock, and then George fucking Mackay is in this movie. Nineteen seventeen. Nineteen seventeen guy. Ooh, okay. So like. Oh, oh, and Joseph Gilgan from uh, what is that series called? That series is called Misfits. If you right, the Channel yes, Four yes. one, so this this movie's stacked. Like, right. it's really good. Um, if if you wanted something that's going to give you positive thoughts about you know being being part of an oppressed group and at a time where it seems like the country does not give a shit about mm-hmm. you, couldn't be more relevant, could mm-hmm. it, lads? Um, but but that will give you the drive and it has that really good. It's got you know you know what it is. It's the it's the better version of the end of Rise of Skywalker when everyone turns up. Right. There's a big march at the end and yes. it's just like and you see all the banners for all the trade and you're like oh fucking and then let's Lando go. Lando comes in a spaceship. Yeah something. yeah. I I admit it's from a genre we don't often cover and with good reason. I think the genre is. It's 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 pandas to a doily audience, if you know what I mean. Oh, that's a hell of a fucking description. Well done, right? But the pride does none of that, right? It's just very heartfelt, very earnest, very liberal, very current, and very funny. And mm. for that, it makes it number three. Wonderful, right? Number two. I love this movie so much, and I've just realised there was a standalone sequel that came out this year. Mm. I haven't seen it yet. So this is from twenty eighteen. Um, I remember seeing this coming out of the cinema and thinking that's got sky movies written all over it which is shorthand to say it's probably all right Mm. but it's not worth spending money on could be a plain film exactly that Mm. so i seem to remember let me see if i've got the timings right on this no i'd moved out by then um i think this was my first time it was either the first time where I was in my house by myself and my wife had gone out, mm. or it was in the, the weeks leading up to me moving out. Mm. I very specifically remember I was by myself. I didn't have anything to do on like a Friday night or whatever. So I was like, oh, it's finally on Sky Movies. I'm going to give this a watch. Mm. This is Searching, the John... Just not John Cho. That, didn't that John make... John Cho movie, yeah. Make, didn't that make your top ten one of the years? It must have done, yeah, yeah. I think so. It, it did. Either Searching or Missing. Searching did. Searching. It did. This, because it's I, the reason I was so like, meh, it's essentially a found footage movie I've, via uh, webcams. Yeah, carry on telling me about it because I've just remembered what, how, why I remembered this film. Happy days. You carry um, on. I think I remember yeah, why you yeah, remember yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so it's um, John Cho's daughter goes missing um, and he's searching for her. And it is all shot as if it's webcams, mm. basically. And it's him turning into a sleuth trying to find her and going through you know you see the screens you see her text you see a chat log you see her youtube videos all this jazz i didn't expect it to like be as tense as it is because mm. you hear that and it's just man, john judge is such a good job in this mm. this was when a lot of these like one man show movies were coming out so like ryan reynolds is his around this time which is buried which is very dull mm. um so again, that's why I was like, eh, the guy from Harold and Kumar, eh, I, I don't know if that's going to work for him. He's so good in this. He, ca- I mean, he has to. It's basically just him and uh, Deborah Messing turns up for a bit. Mm. But it's it's a brilliant movie. I will not spoil anything more than the basic premise of his daughter goes missing and he has to find her. Mm. But 
I remember why you remember it. Yes. It's because in-depth Pokemon knowledge spoiled a bit of this movie yes, for me. that's the one. That's the one. I don't even remember which Pokemon it was. That Kecleon. Really... Kecleon. That I'm was sure. It. I am sure it's Kecleon. Yeah. What's your favourite Pokemon? Mine is Kecleon. Kecleon. And it was... I was yeah. like, oh... I figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out. Um, so that was uh, that was irritating. That <laughs> I figured that out. But uh, yeah, it. Have you ever seen it? Uh, no, I have not seen it. I would suggest it. There is there, apparently the sequel came out this year. It's called Missing, hmm. and nothing to do with the first movie. But oh. same exact same premise of like it's all webcam stuff, but different. Right. Um, Apparently got good reviews, so I, I will try and... I just realised it came out in January. And I was like, this is the first time I've thought about it. Um, <laughs> so this will also be making the list, hopefully. It has Sky Movies written all, all over it. it. It's probably out on there now. So next time I have a night in by myself, I might end up watching that. But yeah, that's number two. You've definitely heard of my number one. You may have even guessed it, but we shall move on to we your shall. number two. My number two, and the the kind of the impetus for me making the list, and mm. I might have already sported by telling you what it is. I don't think you have. I definitely did. It's in our chat log. Ah. Um, so uh, this one's from 2014. Yes. I didn't see it till th- either this year or December just gone. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, it took me a while to see it because Jake Gyllenhaal is not an actor I initially vibed with. Uh-huh. And I did not take his first movie outside of the kind of rom com y action genres very seriously. You mean Prince of Persia wasn't the the, the uh, call to action that Could you imagine if that was on this list? Ugh. I remember seeing that and thinking that was absolutely fine. Yeah. And Disney spent so much money so on it. So much money on it. Oh, God. We get good video game movies now. We do now. It's, it's nice, isn't it? I mean, Uncharted was still. Fine. Yeah, well, you know, everybody fumbles their first. Mm. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal turned in uh, a movie that I was originally like, oh my God, I want to go and see that, based entirely on the title alone. And right. then I realised it wasn't the no- the name of an X-Man movie. It's Nightcrawler. It's yeah, Nightcrawler. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I I sat on this film for so long going, I've heard good things. Yes. And I just don't care. Right. Holy hell. Yes. It's so good. It's Jake Gyllenhaal's best movie. Like, there's no competition at this and point this is a man who loves mysterio i know mm. i'm telling you now i love mysterio yes. i love what he did with mysterio right and how he, he portrayed quentin beck in that way and this is easily his best movie mm. so if you don't know what it's about so jake gyllenhaal plays this guy called lou who mm. there's something very clearly wrong with him right what he wants to do he wants to get famous selling footage to news shows. Right. He realises the way to do this is to get horrific footage of accidents. Because the other stuff he's bringing, he's like, like oh, I've done some B-roll, I've done some interviews, and not really working out. But, like, he films a car crash one of the nights, and they pay money for his tape. Right. And to the point that, like, he just starts becoming this this parasocial just nightmare. Right. Essentially just driving around the place and hoping to see something horrific happen uh-huh. because he can sell the footage to a news station uh if that isn't m- any more of an indication for you to watch it brother omar's in it hello so riz ahmed plays a character called rick yes. who becomes like he's kind of like buddy uh-huh. and i won't spoil what happens but the ending scene between those two is is just chilling like what he do what jake gyllenhaal does as lou in this movie is like I'm sure he's playing it. You could look at it as playing somebody who's on the spectrum. Yes. I'm looking at it more as like it's it's a it's a Patrick Bateman character. Right. It's somebody who knows exactly what he's doing. Yes. Even though he's given the the impression that he struggles to talk to people and it feels like he's rehearsed every conversation. Mm-hmm. But that's because he's only interested in influencing people, becoming popular, and making money. Right. And there's no other, there's there's none of that kind of like, but all of that hides a murderer. Like, no, no, this guy's like this all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. And he just, he just gives me the ick and he does some really questionable fucked up things in this movie yes. that I don't want to spoil. Watch Nightcrawler. Oh my God, it's so good. I don't know who directed this. I'm just going to double check. It was Dan Gilroy. Yes. I'm really annoyed that um, Dan would then later go, well, not later. He would previously direct 
really bad movies like The Bourne Legacy and Real Steel. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about Real Steel. Yeah, I, I'm really sorry. He he has gone on to make... Oh, he was a writer on Kong Skull Island. And okay. he directed a movie in 2019 called Velvet Buzzsaw, which also has Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, that's good. I've not seen it. Um, but his best work is Nightcrawler and you will never change my mind. So I, I have yet to take you... I had the exact same thing I heard it's brilliant and just haven't got around to doing it I, it did remind me of something that made the long list which is Spotlight mm. which only didn't make the, the list because I was like it's just an unrelentingly miserable movie mm. brilliant movie lots of great performances in that but unrelentingly it's about a miserable topic so it's never going to be great but no. it's definitely worth a watch same year that came out The Big Short also came came out and I'm saying that here's the thing right mm. it's Steve Carell's best movie He's phenomenal in that film. Right. But it's just so... like It, it concerns something that's so inherently dull. Yes. They struggle. And, and God bless Adam McKay for trying to make it entertaining. Yes. But, like, he's assembled this cast and they're so fucking good. And he's got, like, Christian Bale and and um, Ryan Gosling. Yes. And Steve Carell turning in a career bet. And they cannot make the world of stocks interesting right i i just didn't care i was like this is and i watched it knowing this list was in mind going this for sure i mean it's an adam mckay movie and i love adam mckay uh-huh. it's got a bunch of actors i like it's about something that yes you know with the gamestop um saga movie coming out yes i thought just... this is going to be like right on the pulse at, you know for a sleeper movie mm. I, I just couldn't vibe with it man i was so sure it was going to make uh, yeah. the list steve Carell trying to turn in serious problems because you ever seen fox catcher You've told me about Foxcatcher many Fox a time. Catcher. It's a chain Tatum uh, one. Um, oh, no, it was the Steve wrestler Carell. you told me about, sorry. They're both in the same category of miserable films about wrestling. Yep. Uh, but Foxcatcher is r- real. I watched that on my birthday. <laughs> it was a birthday treat. I was going to watch a miserable psychological psychological <laughs> drama about uh, Steve Carell mur- like, about well, to murder somebody. Wrestling as well. No, no, amateur wrestling. Oh, it's still professional. It's, a, it's about it's about Olympic wrestling. It's about the American. Yeah, that's, that's the... wrestling, though, isn't it? No, 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 <laughs> it's no. Not no, real no. wrestling. Let me explain what wrestling. Okay. Uh, wrestling is Southern style wrestling. Right. So when he's saying there's not real wrestling, he says it like that, but that's not what. Sorry, you've you've engaged wrestling brain, Darren. Um, <laughs> basically, all moves about wrestling are relentlessly miserable or boring. Or <laughs> they're fighting with my. Or they're fighting my family. Which I have inside baseball problems with. Yep. That's on me. Yep. That's the only fun one. All the rest of them make you real bad about being a wrestling fan. And trust me, the Von Eric movie is not going to change that. <laughs> that family is fucking cursed. So it's going to be another unrelenting slog at the end of the year. Is it? Is it like if they announce tomorrow we're going to do the story of Chris Benoit? <laughs> it's like f- just make a happy one. Just make a, there's so many fun people in wrestling. Just make one. <laughs> pick one. Pick one of those and do that. Um, so yeah, I was thinking about Spotlight, which I think won Oscars and stuff and got like things. Yeah, it did. Instead, I hope you're ready for 2006 Australian mockumentaries. Because of course Kenny! it's Kenny! Of course it's Kenny! Oh, one of the best lines of all time. Why did I not remember Kenny? It ha- uh, The second you said this is the idea, it's like, I already know what number yeah, one is. it's Kenny. It's so, like, the only one on this list that made the top 25. If you don't know what Kenny is. Now, the reason this is a sleeper hit is... We had the standee for this at Warsaw Cinema. I don't think it ever actually came out of Warsaw Cinema. <laughs> but I remember walking past the standee of that exact poster wow. with the man. I was like, why is there a, a, a man called Kenny studying for a load of bog rolls? Mm. Like, that's all right. <laughs> and I thought nothing of it. Because at the time, I don't think I'd really go into mockumentaries. I think I hadn't even seen Spinal Tap by this point. Mm. And I got into it. I was like, okay, this can work. You know, this this moment. So I think it was a couple of years later. I think after his appearance on Top Gear, mm. where he's one of the three Australian presenters of Australian Top Gear, I was like, all right, I've heard enough about this. I think I was going through a bit of like a, oh, no, I'm going off the beaten path of comedies when I got into Pablo Francisco stand-up DVDs. Mm. And I was like, let's give Kenny a go. It's one of the most unrelentingly funny movies of all time. <laughs> I think it, in terms of gags per minute, it's up there with like fucking Airplane in terms of how goddamn funny... Like, it's largely going for comedy, and that's why it's here, because it makes me fucking laugh. But there's still some very nice points of this movie. It has a very sweet story running all the way through it. But, I, I, again, I would love to tell you that it's... Uh, I'm here to give it anything, like, to give it praise for its brilliant acting performances. No, it's because he introduced <laughs> some, of the, some of these lines to me. <laughs> You're going to say my favourite one eventually. I will do. Right, it's when he goes... Um, 
you know, people always say, oh, you're dealing with people's poop all the time. But, you know, they've got kids. They've been dealing with shit all the time and their shit's green. The only <laughs> thing's meant to be green are apples, pears and Martians. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be busier than a one-armed bricklayer in Baghdad. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, my personal favourite is He's, he's cleaning out a septic tank yes. and someone's talking to him and he yeah. pops up and goes, look, mate, that's all well and good, but I've got, to... <laughs> I've got a smell down here that's going to outlast religion. <laughs> We've got to on... Yeah, he said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is oh. the, one of the most... I I only don't quote it to my brother because he, he either hasn't seen it or doesn't love it as much as I do, mm. but... I implore you, if you need a pick-me-up, you need something that just... Oh, God, I cannot tell you how goddamn funny this movie is. <laughs> it's not nuanced. It's not particularly clever. But it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Please watch Kenny. The Outlast Religion line has stayed with me. It's, it's, when it's... You show, you show, you've only shown me that clip. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's clearly... It's multi-purpose. <laughs> I'm sure there's ones I'm forgetting... But that was my number one. Please do uh, give me your number one. Like I said, I could have chosen movies like The Princess Bride, which I got to far too late. I could have chosen like movies like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which like I, I probably discovered at the right time, but would have still been considered too late yeah. for a film person. I could have chosen Old Boy, and Old Boy was on the long list, uh-huh. on, on the list of ten. But but the thing that held me back from putting that on there is I was into that before the big Korean takeover, so I yes. kind of consider myself to be cool. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't consider myself to be cool, but I was right. ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. All of these interestingly, interestingly made, if not, you know, realistically nuanced or timeless classics, and I'm instead choosing a dumb comedy movie as get well. Get in, get in. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. I've never seen this, despite the fact I love the entirety of the cast. Th- that, let's start on Let that th- cast. Please do. So, um, I'm not sure if, sure if you know who uh, Michael Showalter is, but he's the creator and director. Yes. But this fucking cast. My God. Janine Garofalo was like the name, the get. Mm. But David Hyde Pierce is in the movie, mm. playing a very stupid character. Right. Which is wonderful to see him play, because he's, you know... A, did you know that David Hyde Pierce... Here's, here's a fun aside. David Hyde Pierce wanted to change his name because he thought it sounded too hoity-toity. Right. But then he won back-to-back Emmys based on his character Niles Crane. Right. And that stopped him from changing his name. I did not know that. He was going to change it because he was like, it sounds too... Because I think David's his dad's name. And obviously, when you're in uh, SAG or... Yes. Um, uh, equity you've yes. got to, you've got to have like an original name so yes. it's not his name and he right. wanted to change it but then he just kept winning emmys for being so effortlessly funny as niles crane right that he's had to stick with the name there's another thing i've never watched never watched i've Frasier. never seen frazier uh I, I i feel like now would be the time like like when people say let's talk about kelsey grammar okay cool beast, beast. or sideshow bob <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i have seen david Hyde pierce work in the simpsons yes <laughs> um Paul Rudd's in this. Yep. Um, Ian, Michael Ian Black, uh, Amy Poehler, yes. Bradley Cooper, yes. Elizabeth Banks, yes. Tr- Joe LaTrugelo. Yeah. H- oh my God, Joe LaTrugelo's yep, in that. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and H. John Benjamin, the voice of Archer or Bob or... Right, okay. I mean, in, voice, in this he voices a can of mixed vegetables, just to give I, you an idea of what this movie's as like. As you do, as you do. This is... Like, you want to talk about movies that are relentlessly funny... I can't watch this movie without discovering a new gag. Right. Like every time I go back, what I found the other day, because I rewatched it to mm. um, prepare myself for this list, yes. and I completely missed. There's a shot where Joe Latrugelo's character mm. is riding in on a motorbike, and when he drives in, it's very clearly a stunt person right. who looks nothing like Joe Latrugelo right. wearing a helmet with a wig on it. Right. And, and I hadn't clocked it was him. And they do a whip round to Janine Garofalo who goes, oh, what's his character's name? It's um, uh, Neil. It's like, Neil, what happened? And it's like a really unconvincing line read just so they could get the stunt guy out and Joe Latrugelo who's still walking into frame <laughs> as the camera whips back. I, I, It's got little like quick fire gags like yes. that like it i just can't i can't tell you 
how many quickfire guys are in yes. it's, just, it's airplane levels of like it just nails every single thing it dolls the abs- when it dolls the absurdity up to 11 it's great they do a bit because they're all the premises i'll start yes. with the premise go on so all of these people it is the the last day of summer camp at yes. a camp called camp firewood yes they're all like the counselors like the older kids the teens right okay being played by people in their 20s i was gonna say yeah, yeah um and they're like they're having they're doing all the things so they have a great like extended dialogue scene of just going like oh, in, in 10 years we should all we should all meet up we should all come back here and they're like and then and then like yeah but they start arguing about what time <laughs> like, no no half nine feels too too early can we not do 10 I, i've got something at one i can't make that and they're talking about something they're gonna do in 10 years right i love it so much i i'm gonna earmark this as the weekend film this week because I've I've waited for too long to watch this. Mm. Considering how big a fan we are of Parks and Rec, yeah, which has at least as Amy following, if not lots of cameos from everyone you've just mentioned. Yes, I really need to hear to watch this movie. <laughs> so they they go into into town. Mm. They they load up this. There's there's like a like a like a pickup. Yes, I think I think it's David Hyde Pierce's character. I can't remember now. I saw it the other night. I really should know. I'm going into the... T- oh, can we come, can we come? And everybody jumps in the back. And they, they dial... Like, they start doing, like, pretty normal, like, ah, oh, we're going to go to the, the candy shop. And then it's like, oh, no, we're going to go start dealing in heroin. And just, and then but they come back and everything, like, ah, what an excellent 45 minutes that was. But it's like... <laughs> in the sequence, they've just been stuck in, like, a crack house for years. Okay. It's... There's stuff like that happening all the time, mm-hmm. all the goddamn time. The strength of this cat, like I'm pretty sure in 2001, like Amy Poehler, Bradley Cooper, Jola Trujillo, I, I don't Paul Rudd. I don't think these were big names in 2001. No, none of them. I mean, like Paul Rudd had been in Friends at that point, probably, but that's about it. Yeah, he, he wasn't particularly. Big. Oh, it's gonna be weird to see them all young. Yeah, it, it's it's really odd. And then and then, if you like it, mm. if you like it. Is there like a spin-off one? Netflix did two series. The the first one works the best because it's first day of camp. Right. But they've made it 20 years later and some people have aged 20 years or more. Right, okay. <laughs> and they got everyone back? They got every single person back and added to the cast. Hell yes, okay. So in the series, like if you love the movie, you're going to fucking love the series. Yes. They get Chris Pine, John Hamm, Michael Sarah. Sweet. And just throw Jesus. them in. and weird al sold sold like, you know, here we go right i i love this film like it was one of those ones that like i think i watched it in now i did make a note it came out in 2001 i must have watched it around 2014 right and it was sort of somebody that was nearly 10 years ago that was nearly 10 years ago somebody offhandedly mentioned it on a youtube video it was like they, they quoted it and went oh i really love a wet heart man i'm like i've never heard of this movie it it is the height of absurdity it is it. it it's not it's not like lol random like no. it's it is airplane like precision like but then sometimes it, it'll do something that's just incredibly blunt right. it has the funniest car crash in any movie like maybe outside of like blues brothers 2000 yes. which is just absurd because it kept going yes this one just happens and it's just it makes no fucking sense okay i, I love how the lines the the shots sometimes don't line up mm-hmm. the backstory of the characters why there's a talking can of mixed vegetables for some reason yeah there's weird act weirdly paced action some weird romance it's just it's so bizarre and so funny and so unique and nothing has ever been done like it right outside of the continuation series i will be very disappointed by the next time we sit in these chairs i haven't watched mm. Wet Hot American Summer. Sorry, whilst you were, I initially went on, right, I need to make sure I'm not forgetting all of the quotes from Kenny. I remembered one of the, the, the fourth one I meant to mention. Go on. Someone's asking me about, he's worried about getting married and Kenny's divorced. And he says, look, if you want my advice, just cut out the middleman. Find somebody you hate and buy them a house. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, there we go, people. We've given you two very very stupid comedies to yeah. go and watch well if you, um, four if you count the matt stone trey parker ones i gave you there you go so we've given you a variety there we've come from oscar Bates to silly comedies to a christian slater early 90s movie i genuinely want to watch it Mate, that's the way genuinely like i i have nothing but i don't know if i was just it was relief after watching heathers which is a pile of shite mm. that was like that was actually quite interesting and good <laughs> like you might find it bad but 
that's the point. Please do watch his movies. Let us know your thoughts. And where can they let them know their thoughts, Michael? You can let me know and Darren on Twitter and Instagram. We're under the usernames that Michael for me and the Goodridge for Darren. You can also find the site on those all those sites, including threads. Yes, we still use threads. Uh, and he's named Fowley NT. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you can pick up an RSS feed. I swear to Christ, we're on most of these platforms. People keep telling me we're not. I know we are. It's a you thing. Um, probably because you're either not finding us under Fowley and T or Fowley and T podcast. Stop throwing the audience under the bus. <laughs> we love you no. deeply. <laughs> Section no. <laughs> uh, and wives don't listen to this. We can't say that. No, sentence. no, no. Yeah. for all this and more. Uh, what's coming up, Darren? Right, we have just finished recording a review of Ahsoka, so you can go and find that over on the website, or right the fudge name. Uh, coming up in the very, dis- very distant future. <laughs> the very distant The opposite future. of that. In the galaxy in the, far, far away. In the very near future, in the coming weeks, in fact, we have Spider-Man 2. Oh, we are a couple yes. of weeks away from that. Loki is starting. Mm. Gen V is starting. Um, we're not necessarily going to review all these, but we're near the end of the year, the best time of the year. Yes. Um... What else was that? Invincible season two is starting up. Uh, Ghost is starting up. Uh, we've got there's the another, final series of Ghost. Final season. There's another video game that I'm piped for. It's not Assassin's Creed Mirage. Oh, it's Avatar. Scratch that. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Far Cry Blue People. Oh, you're not buying that. You're not buying Far Cry Blue. You People. know I love the Ubisoft model, Michael. I know I'm a slave too. I shouldn't be, but it's I am. Avatar though. I know, but it could work. <laughs> for fuck's sake, it won't. It, it won't. Oh, I think that's going to be review dependent. Hmm. Anyway, yes. we've also got the Marvels coming up. Oh, boy. At least, at least it's a clean 90 minutes. That's the only Actually, thing. It may, it may set the record for the shortest podcast we've ever done. <laughs> I have no hope. It is the sequel to the worst. Is it the worst? Is I go back and worst? forth on this on the Eternals over which one's the worst novel. I think, I think it, no, the Eternals is the worst for me. I was about to say Iron Man 3, but I've, I've kind of, I haven't come around on it. I still, I, it's not I good. Still, I still think it's bad, but like I just like the suit shifting. Stuff happens. Stuff in happens. It. Stuff happened in stuff Iron happened. Man Three. Yes. Nothing happens in Eternals. If we're going by the absence of good, it's probably the Eternals. But yes. I, da- I seem to have a much more deepest hatred of Captain Marvel for some reason. But mm. anyway, we've got the Marvels coming up before the end of the year. We've got Skeleton Crew coming up before the end of the year. So we'll have. Plenty to listen to and listen to. Plenty to talk about on failingsam.com. Thank you very much for listening to this special little episode of Pop's Gone, and we will see you in the next one. Bye, everybody! Bye! Oh, my back just charged. Oh, shit. Ah, ha, ha, ho. <laughs> Keeping that in. <laughs> Glad I did that at the fucking end. <laughs> <laughs>